Healing Podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, educator, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland, with my new intermittent co-host, Andre Thacker. (laughs) My name is Andre Thacker. I'm a middle school band director, tuba player, pianist, and lover of coffee. Today, we'll be discussing our experience with the new popular nutrition plan and reset the Whole30. We're done. We completed the Whole30. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) It wasn't that hard. It wasn't. You know, know, it wasn't that hard. After about week three, I would say, I kind of got the the hang of it, but the first week was a little bit tough, but we'll get into all that. (laughs) So... All right. So why did you decide to do the whole 30? It was your idea, wasn't it? Or you wanted to do it. And then you were like, oh yeah, you should do this whole 30 uh, playing with me. And I was yep. like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like just to try something new, um, I wanted to do it with you, try something new as well as I wanted to lose a little bit of weight as well. And I actually haven't checked the scale since I completed the whole 30. Um, so I don't know if I lost any weight or not, but that was the initial reasons why I wanted to do it. Lose some weight and to and you get to do this plan with you. What about you? Yeah, for me, it was, I just wanted to do a nutrition reset because I know that I'm probably intolerant to a lot of things and I was just kind of ignoring it because of that, like, you know, that, constant bloated feeling that you have when you eat certain things and it's just because it's constant you forget that you have it so I wanted to try getting rid of some things and experimenting with how they affected me I also went to lose weight but whole 30 is actually a terrible plan to lose weight um it's like statistically proven so I will get back to that later but yeah so that's why I did it so break down the whole 30 like what is it what is it about? What's the per- What's the general purpose of it? Like, so for the whole thirty, you are allowed to eat meat, fruits, vegetables, and nuts, and you are not allowed to consume any type of grain, any sort of legume, or any sort of added sugar or artificial sweetener, including stevia and monk fruit extract. And dairy, right? Did you say dairy? Oh yeah, sorry, no dairy either. And no dairy, but you can have eggs. Yes. Yes. But the no cheese was, you know, that was, that was tough in the very beginning. Again, we'll get into more of that, but oh my gosh. And then the grocery shopping. So, you know, kind of a side note in regards to cooking, like I don't, I don't mind cooking breakfast, but cooking dinner every single day or every other day was something new to me. And you kind of have to do that to do the whole 30 plan like fully, you have to cook your own stuff because the whole added sugar thing, um, which is added sugar in like bacon and a lot of different meats. So that that was what was difficult for me, like the cooking part of it, but grocery shopping, I live here in North Carolina 
Walmart is very popular down here. Um, and Food Lion. Food Lion right under Walmart, I would say. And it's very difficult in North Carolina, but more to the point, like my area, I live in Pembroke, to find grocery stores that have like meats with no added sugar and just different things. Like, but Jazzy, you stay in Baltimore, so you have like Whole Foods and like what grocery stores do you have there? Yeah, we do have a Whole Foods, but you know how they say like Whole Foods equals your whole paycheck. So I don't know. Really, <laughs> um, yeah. But you got Trader Joe's, Aldi. Mm. We have, there's like a ton, a ton of supermarket chains up here. Like literally any sort of supermarket chain you can think of, we have it. Like we got Giant, we got Lidl, we got ShopRite, we got Food Lions too. Like we got Wegmans, like it's everywhere. I mean, it's hard to kind of choose your your set chain if you're a bargain shopper like me, because there's so many circulars to go through. Mm. But it was very difficult grocery shopping because it just takes time because you really, really need to inspect your labels because they try to hide sugar in everything. Like they won't put that it has added sugar, but in the label, it'll be like sugar or high fructose corn syrup or like something like honey. It, it's just hiding there. And yeah. basically any sort of product you can think of, like Andre was saying, like bacon, any sort of deli meat usually has some type of added sugar for some reason. Um, and then obviously the things without it are more expensive. So then you have to pay a little bit more. So my grocery bills, even though I was like buying fresher food, um, primarily just produce and meat, it was more expensive than my usual grocery bills because grains are cheap because I mean, they're grains, they're easy to come by, but actual food is not. Yeah. And it's difficult because companies know to put added sugar into, into foods to make it more, to make it more addictive, even in, even in foods or drinks that you really don't need added sugar, like coconut water, for example, which we discovered that it's, or at least <laughs> coconut water is delicious. I think we can both agree on that. Um, and it was really difficult to find coconut water initially with no added sugar, but it's like, why do you need to add added sugar to coconut water it's already sweet it's naturally sweet you know so i just got to say you know these companies doing all these different things to make their foods more addictive it's 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 disappointing but that's what's just the reality of living in america you know um but what are what were your go-to foods on the whole 30. yeah so coconut water was one of them avocados eggs Mm -hmm. um avocados and eggs were like the star of everything and potatoes i love potatoes i mean potatoes are under they're not underappreciated but they get a bad rep because of french fries and potato chips but if you prepare them properly they're actually very nutritious and they're good for you and they're more satiating than most other vegetables yes and i have to agree uh yes sweet potatoes chicken with hot sauce or not fried chicken but just rotisserie chicken uh almond butter which almond butter is amazing uh, you cannot have peanuts on the whole 30 your nutrition plan it was jazzy if you want to get into that or you can't have peanuts yeah peanuts are legumes yes the legumes are known to be inflammatory and cause other issues so that's why they're they're removed but um yeah almond butter is superior to peanut butter i i would say uh yes. almond butter and bananas is the best thing that was ever invented so yes 
Yep. And then broccoli, coconut water, bananas, cashews. Um, I consumed a lot of cashews uh, <laughs> during these 30 days. And then the, the whole naked drinks, the um, the green machine. I got drink a lot of those. So, um, the sweet potatoes, it's, I think the first two weeks was difficult because like, for example, if I come home and I cook like some ground Turkey and I have like two pieces of garlic bread with it, you know, it kind of, it makes you full, right? It makes you full after eating maybe like some broccoli, ground Turkey, and then you have those two pieces of bread. Um, so I think that's what I missed that full feeling for the first two weeks, but then I discovered sweet potatoes <laughs> or just potatoes in general, you know, to kind of, yeah. Um, give me that full feeling that I missed at least the first couple of weeks. So what were your most missed foods during the whole 30? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like obviously during the whole 30, especially the first week, it was just like, man, I really want some beans right now, or I want some rice or some bread. And I see that like cupcake over there and somebody's offering me a donut. Like I, I really want that, but you know, I kind of got over it pretty quickly. And like after week two, like the cravings are gone completely. And right now, like even though we finished the whole 30, almost a week ago now, it's like, I still haven't adapted like my diet back to normal yet because I'm like, you know, I didn't really miss any of that. And I was fine not having those cravings, but I would say the hardest thing to let go of probably like having creamer in my coffee, but I, I adjusted to that pretty quickly. So, yeah. What about you? I would say I missed bread in general. I remember like about a week or so ago, Jazzy and I, we were in Virginia, we were at Virginia Beach um, during a snowstorm, which, you know, <laughs> anyway, we, we, we had a, <laughs> uh, we could talk about that for an hour, but we went to a steak restaurant and um, it was so tough because everyone had bread at their table and I'm looking at the bread like, man, and it would be nice to have some bread, you know, before eating this steak with, you know, the steak was delicious and we got steak and asparagus, uh, which is really good together. Um, and then that next day, we were still in Virginia Beach, and <laughs> we had went to a, like a diner. It was a diner, had breakfast. And Jazzy, tell us, this, the waitress, she really wanted you to have that side of toast, or what was it? Yeah, I ordered this, like, it was a... Uh pork chop and egg breakfast and then it came with like one side which was like hash browns or fruit and then a side of some type of bread and I was like can I replace the bread with fruit please and then she's just like oh you can get an English muffin or you could get a bagel and I'm like can I just have fruit and she's like are you sure you don't want like toast like we have different types I'm like can I just have fruit so eventually she no. was like okay that's fine you know but she was really insistent on it and then it just made me think like why because when you go to any sort of breakfast spot, like toast is always included separately from like a side. Like why is toast considered such a universal side where you can't really substitute it for anything readily? It's, it's interesting to think about because bread doesn't have many good nutritional properties or benefits like fruit does, for instance, like fruit has vitamins and minerals, but bread is yeah. bread. Yeah, very true. But I think it just goes back to the point of it just being filling and 
you know. And it's also delicious too. I mean, a nice roll, you know, the meal. <laughs> but anyway, I um so I I really missed bread, and then I also really missed the Kodiak protein pancakes, which is I mean it's like it's basically bread as well, but I miss like eating a pancake before my runs. Uh, I started doing that like a couple of about a week or so before we started the whole 30 and it was so tough like not being able to have a pancake before my run um and then also i really missed greek yogurt as well like the the, the triple zero uh greek yogurt really really good stuff i would eat that before my run as well as well as like in the morning time have it in the morning but. how difficult was it for you the first, the first week was very, very tough on Whole30 because, again, I wasn't used to cooking every other day or, you know, at least three to four times a week. Um, so it was just tough having to, to meal prep and, and to cook and then to find the ingredients with no added sugar and... Um, yeah, and then just again, like I relied on like pancakes and um, Greek yogurt, kind of is like my energy source before my runs. So I needed to find something else um, to eat um, before my runs, as well as like I would always cook breakfast in the morning. So you know, having to find different substitutes um, for breakfast was was tough, but. And it was also tough because like both you and I, we work out, we run, we, you know, I think you do more strength training than I do, but finding enough calories throughout the, throughout the day on the plan for the first week or so was really tough because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, man, I haven't, I've only had, at least that first week, I only had cashews. I only had like you know, maybe a piece of chicken or something, you know, so it was tough finding enough calories to actually have a, a decent workout at the end of the day during the first week. So I think that was just your lack of planning. It's not hard to find <laughs> calories on the whole 30 if you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I actually I would agree with that the first week. I wasn't ready for it. So what was it difficult for you? Um, what was difficult, I guess? I would say, yeah, working out was definitely the most difficult part of it because like I was relying on oatmeal as my fuel source for my runs. And like, that was just my pre-run food and having those like simple carbs, but I couldn't have them. So like even trying to do fruit didn't really work out too well, especially because like when you're on the whole 30, you're consuming a lot less carbs. So your body might become fat adapted. So you go through ketosis and you start burning fat for energy as opposed to your carb stores. Um, I don't know if I ever got to that level fully because of how many potatoes, sweet potatoes and fruit I was eating um, because I knew I needed those carbs, but it was very slow. I was very sluggish for like maybe the first two weeks of my run. It was miserable. I was just like, I don't know why anybody would do this voluntarily. I looked up forums and everyone's like, yeah, running sucks on this plan. Like actually, 
So I was like, okay, it's not, it's, it's normal. It's not just me, but I mean, that was the most difficult thing for me. And then also like navigating social situations was a little tough sometimes. Cause it was like, oh, let's go out to lunch. And I'm like, all right. So I got three restaurant choices. And then from these three restaurant choices, I have to make all these substitutions in order to make that work. And then it was a lot. So there was a lot of pre-planning there. I would say, yeah, pre-planning was definitely like the, the mood of the whole 30. Because I mean, if you pre-planned and you took the time out to pre-plan, it wasn't that bad. But if you didn't do that, then like Andre was saying, you kind of would struggle through it. Um, so like once I got a hang of the pre-planning for sure, then it wasn't too hard for me. So what did you, you the timeline was? So the first week again was, was tough because again, because I guess I didn't plan as well the first week. So finding enough calories uh, throughout the day to have a, a decent workout was tough. Week two, actually Jazzy, she sent me a recipe it was called uh the ground turkey what was it called ground turkey sweet sweet potato skillet is that what it was called yeah so i made that on week two and that's what i that's what i eat for dinner as well as what i took um, for lunch and <laughs> that was life-changing for me because i started making that like every three or so days and you know it was delicious and i kind of added my own out of my own um, flair to it. Um, and then week three, I believe that's when I came up to Baltimore and you went to like Trader Joe's and got me like six or seven different things uh, or different snacks uh, with no added sugar. So like <laughs> I would eat on those like uh, throughout the week. And then I'll say week four, I started to become more used to the plan it, it 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 felt normal in a way week week four um the only thing i'll say is that in the back of my head i, I did miss eating chipotle and just really going all out because when I, when I when i go to chipotle i used to get like chicken bowl both rice both beans uh tomatoes lettuce sour cream vinaigrette guacamole you know and then you, you can't have sour cream you can't have the vinaigrette you know on the whole 30 plan so um but yeah that made it tough but i think week four i started to start to feel more normal but i i did miss like going to chipotle and enjoying a nice bowl so. what did you like and what did you dislike from whole 30. yeah i mean uh, my timeline, though, uh, um, the first week for me was, it was tough. You know, I was thinking about like everything I couldn't be eating. I was like, oh gosh. But then week two, I felt like more, more adjusted to it. They say like day 10 is like the tipping point, which I, I did feel because day 10, I'm like, oh my God, why can't I have this stuff? And it was like frustrating. Um, I got week three was the week that I just got food fatigue where I was just tired of eating like kale salads for lunch every day, eggs for breakfast, and then figuring out my dinner. 
Like I was just like, I am so done eating all these things. But then week four, I was back to normal and I was like figuring out how to navigate eating out a lot better. And then I just kind of got used to it at that point. And then I started to feel great. Like I had a lot of energy and I was sleeping well and I wasn't really bloated anymore. Like things were just good. So that was my timeline. As far as what I liked about the plan, I liked how it was like structured. Like it gave you things like you don't eat this and you eat this. So I didn't have to make the choice to not eat the bread because the choice was already made for me. I don't eat the bread. Um, And like a lot of that is what I'm missing in my like food or how I eat right now. Uh, Because when it was the holiday season, it kind of went off the rails a little bit. So I was just kind of eating like whatever I saw and like ordering a lot. I had a lot of magic spoon cereal, like I mentioned in the past, and I was getting some Kit Kats and then my face was breaking out. Um, My face cleared up throughout the program, um, by the way. So that was great. So I liked all of that, um, just how it was very structured. And I was never really hungry with the plan either because there were so many foods you're allowed to eat and it's all whole foods. So it's all things that make you feel more energized. The thing I disliked about it was the working out, obviously, and just being fueled for that. I also disliked how limiting it was to eat out because like the little things like the added sugar and bacon, you know, you couldn't have that. So like when I went out for breakfast, it was like, sorry, no bacon. So it would just have like straight up eggs, um, (laughs) which was, you know, it was a little frustrating. And then there's also, I don't think we followed it this strictly, but they want you to only use a specific type of cooking oils when you go out to eat too. We never told them like, can you not use this cooking oil? Cause I'm like, no one's going to try to replace soy oil if they don't have it. So um, we just kind of accepted that. But I think like the little things that are that restrictive are a bit frustrating. And that's what probably makes it not a sustainable plan for the rest of your life just because of those little things that you can't have what about you what did you like and dislike yeah I think we agree on that I I did not or I liked um I wasn't calorie restricting you know as, as people that work out we run do strength training like I like how we can just eat as, as much as we want 2003 calories 2000 calories 2000 calories it doesn't matter we can eat as much as we want and then, you know, have a good workout if you can find the right foods <laughs> for me after the first week. Um, and then I would say I did not like how restrictive it was. You know, I get the purpose of the plan, but, you know, we're going to talk about this later about how would we design a plan or what plan we want to do next together. Um, Added sugar is very bad for you. Like we all know that, but also food is great. You know, it's, it's enjoyable and you want to be able to live a balanced life and maybe enjoy some ice cream every once in a while, or, you know, once a week, once every two weeks or, you know, so I think that I just did not like how restrictive the diet was in terms of, or the meal plan in terms to added sugar. Um, and then grains and different things like that. So I think it was a fun experience for, for 30 days, but not necessarily something that I would want to do for the rest of my life or for six months or a whole year. So, um, 
what was it like in relation to other people? Yeah, so dealing with other people, um, I don't I don't know why I said dealing. I feel like that's a has a negative connotation. But interacting with other people about the whole 30. Um, I, I thought like a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, you cut out all those things. Like that's so difficult. But then I wasn't feeling like it was like that difficult. Like at the beginning, I was like, yeah, I know, I can't have that. But then later I was like, oh, you know, I just don't want that. You know, I just don't really care to have that. It's not like I can't have it if I don't want it. Like I've mentioned in previous episodes about having different mindsets. So check those out. I think that's the growth mindset episode, which is episode 20. So, wow, that was like 12 episodes ago. Anyways, um, so yeah, I thought that dealing with other people, like just explaining to them, like I'm doing this because I want to be doing it and it's not something I'm forced to be doing and I'm actually kind of enjoying it. And over time, people were like, oh, you know, you look like you're doing really well right now and you're very energetic. And like when I was telling people all the benefits I was feeling, they're like, maybe I'll check that out myself. And like seeing a lot of people who were also interested in it was really kind of rewarding because I'm like, yeah, you know, this is a great plan. It's doing good things for me. I hope it can do good things for other people. As far as eating out and like social occasions, like I was mentioning earlier, navigating restaurants was just a time because like, again, you know, it's the oils and then it's no added sugar in certain like deli meats and whatnot, because everything has added sugar in it. And then trying to avoid getting bread. It was just a lot of, a lot of that. Um, and just kind of being that, that person at the table where it's like, sorry, can you have this, but without that and substituting this for that and making sure that you don't do this in the kitchen. Like, I think there was, when we were in Virginia beach, I had to return my meal like three different times in order for them to get it right. And I felt so bad about it. Um, but it was like kind of what I had to do. How was your experience? So as I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I'm a middle school band director. And, you know, usually, you know, when I come into the school, I I talk to everybody. I talk to the lunch ladies, the people in the front office, other teachers and everything. And, um, during my lunch, I always go down to the cafeteria and I may grab an apple, some, some, some carrots, whatever kind of fruits they have out. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll grab, I'll grab a lunch. They may have like fries or ribs or hot dogs or anything like that. And, um, when I first started the plan, I went down to the cafeteria and the lunch lady, she was like, what can I get for you? What can I get for you? I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing this new whole 30 nutrition plan and I can't have any dairy. I can't have any added sugar, any grains, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And she looked at me, she was like, babe, are you okay? You know, like, are you, what's going on? You know, like she, she was thinking that I was, you know, going through some things, you know, maybe I heard some bad news from the doctors. <laughs> so we, you know, we kind of laughed about that, but I was like, no, it's just, it's a, it's a plan that me and my girlfriend are doing. And, you know, she said, okay, well, how long are you doing? I said, 30 days, you know? And, um, and every time I would go down to the cafeteria, she'd be looking at me like, man, I, I remember one day she said, Andre, you are way too skinny to be doing, to be, you know, cutting out any foods or anything like that. You know, I thought it was funny. I, you know, me and her, we kind of, we kind of joke around, but it was, I thought it was interesting having conversations with people about the whole 30, you know, again, I was talk to the lunch ladies in my school. I would talk to you know, a couple of the people in the front office about it and, um, 
actually Jazzy and I, we had a conversation about uh, dates um, and how, how sweet they are. And uh, yeah, dates, yeah. the food dates. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, it, well, both are fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I mean, so having conversations about that, and, and I was really surprised. This is um, lady, I'm not gonna say her name on here, but we were talking about nutrition. She works in the front office, and you know, we were kind of talking about a couple of different ideas around nutrition and different you know meal plans that she had tried. So I, I thought it was really interesting talking to to people around the school about the nutrition plan. But um, but over the past three weeks. In my middle school, we've had soup day and it's so difficult because every teacher brings their own soup. So you have uh, chicken noodle soup, you have uh, like all these different soups out there and I'm looking at them like, oh my God, I cannot eat any of these. Either they have corn or they have cheese, you know, someone made sausage soup like sausage and cheese, just like, I'm just, and I can't have any, it, it smells so great, you know, so, so that's, so that was tough kind of navigating that, that social, that social element there. But overall, I thought it was really interesting having conversations around Whole30 and, you know, I would post, like, for example, when I cooked that um, sweet potato, the ground turkey, the ground turkey sweet potato skillet, posted on my story and, you know, get interesting reactions, you know, from friends that, you know, asking, what is this whole 30 thing? Or do you, you know, asking different questions about it. Um, so in regards to actually going out on dates and hanging out with Jazzy again, that was tough navigating that, um, you know, trying to find restaurants that would, that would, um, that would work with the plan. You know, or like she said, ordering something. And like, for example, I think we went to, we went to a breakfast place in, or a brunch place in Baltimore and ordered an omelet. And I said, no cheese. And they put cheese on it. And, you know, it's just, so just dealing, dealing with different things like that was, was, was difficult. But overall, I think it was a fun experience. So were there any negative side effects? From the whole 30 for you? I'd say the only one was just terrible workouts. <laughs> yeah. Low energy in the beginning because my body was like switching from the carbs to like actually being a body um, and <laughs> using different fuel sources. What about yours? I would say so too. In the very beginning, um, yeah, workouts, energy. Absolutely. Yeah, but as time went on, I feel like we got like the positive benefits, like more energy, sleeping better at night, my skin cleared up. Um, yeah, I was just like a, a happier person. And people are like, oh, you look very good today. And I'm like, I do. I feel good. <laughs> so I feel like the perceived benefits were, again, like like Jazzy said, more energy. And also, I feel like my, my stomach area was more defined. You know, I do a good amount of sit-ups um, and recently started this new ab workout that Jazzy told me about. I don't want to get into that right now. Jeez. <laughs> it's very, it's very difficult. Um, 
But yeah, I feel like my stomach is more defined. The introduction phase. Yeah. Or, or the so, reintroduction phase. The reintroduction phase is like one of the most important parts of the program. Um, because like the whole 30 is kind of seen as a nutrition reset where you eliminate anything that might be causing any sort of inflammation, fatigue, making you have cravings or like kind of eat uncontrollably. So it gets rid of all those foods that might be causing that. So during the reintroduction phase, I think there's like two different ways to do it. There's one where it's like a 20 day, yeah, 10 to 20 days where you take time to reintroduce each food group one at a time. So like the first day you introduce legumes, you just have a ton of them throughout the day. Then you take two days where you go back to eating whole 30, see how your body reacts. Then you add the next thing. Um, so that's that way. And then there's also the slow roll where it's, you keep eating whole 30 until you're like in some sort of situation where like, you know, maybe you're at a wedding and the cake looks good. So you try the cake and then you kind of adhere to things that way. And then you see how your body reacts on a thing by thing basis. And eventually you'll end up like eating normally, unless you just want to adopt the whole 30 as your new lifestyle. So right now I'm doing the, the slow roll phase. Um, and I accidentally had corn because I, I ordered a bowl when I was hanging out with my friend and then I didn't realize I had corn. So that was my first slow roll food was introducing corn again. I didn't have any negative side effects with it. And then yesterday I got Chipotle and then I added the corn salsa because I really missed that. That was one of my favorite things. And like, again, no negative side effects from corn. So now I know like corn isn't an issue for me. I can keep having it. So next is popcorn and seeing if that's like the same thing or if that creates some weird psychological issue because it might because uh, I have some issues. But um, yeah, they also accidentally added sour cream to my bowl yesterday and I was very disappointed and I have a dairy intolerance. So now I know uh, because I added that one at a time. Corn wasn't the issue, but the dairy was. What about you? How's the reintroduction stuff going for you? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's going pretty well, but I remember I had a, I had a salad yesterday and I had put creamy French dressing on the salad and the dressing that I have actually got it before I started the whole 30 nutrition plan. And the dressing has four grams of added sugar per tablespoon, which is a lot more than you would think. And um, I was telling telling Jazzy that my, my stomach was hurting after eating the salad. And I didn't put two or two together. And she was like, well, you know, it could it could be the added sugar, you know, and I because that's a lot of sugar. I mean, I know I put more than more than one tablespoon of of of, of dressing on the salad. So, you know, reintroducing added sugar. I think is having more of an effect on me than I, than I think. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's just been interesting, but I had my first pancake yesterday and that was, it was, it was really good. Um, and overall, I mean, I think it's just going pretty well. I'm taking it slow, but I'm, I was, <laughs> I was telling Jazzy, I was going to go to cookout, which is a, um, a fast food restaurant here in North Carolina and get a milkshake. Uh, but I do not think, I do not think that, 
that would be a good idea. So I'm gonna hold off on that for a couple more weeks. You know, give my give my body a chance to to slowly slowly get used to added sugar again. But how will this impact our eating long term compared to before? Yeah, I think that I'm probably going to eat primarily Whole30 like as my basis and just kind of stick to those whole foods and limiting grains and dairy and things like that. Because, um, you know, now that I'm picking up on some intolerances, like I probably should limit those things that I'm intolerant to. But obviously I'm not going to like cut them out completely and like ruin social scenarios because that's not really realistic for the rest of my life. Um, I also like how when I was doing Whole30, all of my sugar cravings and stuff like that disappeared and I was no longer, okay, well, I had some moments with almond butter, but other than almond butter, I was no longer like just kind of mindlessly eating things. Um, so yeah, it was good to get rid of that like psychological dependency on food. And I think that that's going to stick around as long as I don't like over introduce sugar or refined carbohydrates or anything. What about you? So in terms of added sugars, artificial sweeteners, I don't feel as, as tied to them. I'm fine with drinking water or coconut water, as well as, again, going back to potatoes, like I eating bread and with, you know, steak or any kind of meal, it just gives you that full feeling. Like, I feel like I could substitute bread now for potatoes and be just as satisfied. And so uh, I think that's in the combination with the potatoes and then um, consuming less artificial sweeteners. Uh, I think that's a change that I can make for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Do we recommend the Whole30 for musicians and other busy people? Why not try it? It's yes. 30 days. <laughs> you can do anything for 30 days. Like, it's not that hard. Like, yeah, like giving birth is hard. Not drinking sugar in your coffee is not hard. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really, it's really good because then you can see like what your little intolerances are. So then you're more energetic throughout the day and can figure out what foods might be making you less productive because food does have an impact on how you act throughout the day. So I think anybody can benefit from this. Also, like how I've mentioned before, like in my nutrition episode, episode 13, having whole foods primarily throughout your diet is the ideal way to go. And the whole 30 promotes whole, whole foods because it's called the whole 30, obviously. So yes, just do it. Just make sure you're planning your meal prepping and things like that in order to make it doable. So you're not starving yourself. Um, yeah. If we were to design a meal plan, what would it be? Yeah, mine would just be completely whole foods, like nothing out of the package. Like you go to the grocery store, you stick to the produce section, you stick to the meat section, and that's kind of it. Like maybe you get a few beans in there and stuff like that, like canned vegetables are fine, like some frozen things like frozen turkey burgers without any additives, like those are perfectly fine, but just staying away from a lot of the hyper-processed foods that we have in our typical American diet, and as well as inflammatory oils like canola oil, soybean oil, 
Like any sort of food that's not primarily a fat, it has an oil attached to it, is not a good oil for you. It creates inflammation. So avocado oil, avocados are all fat. That makes sense. Soybeans are not all fat. Soy oil is an inflammatory oil. So you kind of avoid that oil, but they kind of put it in everything. So avoiding things like that, but focusing primarily on whole foods and then limiting added sugar as much as possible, but not in a way that it inhibits you from enjoying life, like not getting bacon when you're going out with your friends because it has one gram of added sugar at the restaurant. Like, you know, you can live your life. Do you, what about you? We're on the same page here. Um, I don't know if any of your listeners have heard of the the Mediterranean um, diet or meal plan per se, but that's, it focuses more on fruits, vegetables, just generally whole foods. And then it restricts um, eggs, added sugars, red meat. Um, so, and I think that that's something that I could do with the, the Mediterranean diet. I can do that for the rest of my life um, because it just, um, it tells you to take in added sugar or red meats in moderation, not completely take them away from your, from, from your diet. Um, what's the next fad diet? Yeah. So I think we're going to do a couple of these a year, and then we're going to have an episode about each one we do. I say the next one we do is the Daniel fast, um, just because I have a nice relationship with that one. It's basically vegan, like without a lot of other things that most vegans can have. So it's very difficult, but it's very rewarding in the end. So I think that's what we should do next. I think we should do the carnivore diet. Meat, (laughs) you know, with the Arby's, all the meats are, yeah, nothing but meat. That's it. But in all seriousness, I think that the Mediterranean diet, because it's, think it's something that it makes sense because you're just doing the added sugar, the red meat, all in moderation. So it includes really everything, but it just tells you to, to do all the, all the bad stuff, you know, the added sugar in moderation, um, which I think is good because again, you want to enjoy your life. You want to, you want to, eat all the foods you want to enjoy food um but eat all the bad foods just in moderation so yeah i'm going to second that one um as i've like always been a proponent of if you're trying to lose weight do not go on a diet like i you will not, <laughs> that will not be a good thing because you're going to add your foods back that you cut out. And then you're going to go on some like sort of vengeful thing. Like if you're on keto one day, you're going to add bread back into your life because keto is not sustainable. And then you're going to eat all the bread because you denied yourself bread for like a couple months. And then you're going to gain all the weight back. And then you're going to be upset because you gained all the weight back and you just did all that for no reason. I did that. This is from experience. So if you are trying to lose weight, if you're trying to build muscle, just make sure you're making sustainable choices to your diet. When we're doing these little fad diets, it's just to kind of experiment with them for fun. It's not like we're deliberately trying to lose weight or like anything. It's just for fun. It's not like we're, we're not 
proponents of them necessarily. Uh, we might think it's okay for 30 days, but it's not something you should be doing for a long-term response. So listen to personal trainer, Jazzy. Yeah. All right. So next on the podcast, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks because of all the interviews, we have Roses, Buds, and Thorns. So Roses, Buds, and Thorns is a segment I do to cultivate a level of authenticity and gratitude because when things are going okay, there's usually something that's not going okay. And then when things aren't really going okay, there's usually something that is going okay. So a rose is something good that happened. A bud is something you're looking forward to. And a thorn is something bad that happened. So I always like to start with thorns because you want to end on a good note. So Andre, what's your thorn this week? So in my middle school, we have on Fridays, open gym. All the students that had great behavior throughout the week, they get a chance to spend an hour in the gym, you know, playing basketball, they get a chance to get on their phones, they want to get on social media, they could do basically whatever they want in open gym for an hour. And um, it's great for the kids, because you know, if, if you behave, if you behave well throughout the week, you should, you should be rewarded, you know, you should have a, a chance to just be free and just enjoy yourself. But, you know, as I was <laughs> uh, talking to the choir director, because yes, me and the choir director were responsible for um, watching the kids as they partake in Open Gym Friday. I was hit in the head with a basketball. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, <laughs> but because um, that basketball hit me right in the forehead. But, but yeah, whoever did that, yeah, that hurt. So yeah, that, that was my thorn. Um, I mean, seriously, if it would have, the basketball would have hit me any lower, it would have hit like my glasses and, you know, oof, geez, but it hit me right in the forehead, like right in the center of the forehead. So that's my thorn. What about you? Yeah, my thorn this week on a darker note is I realized the realities of being a black woman in America. Um, I'm not getting into it, but it kind of sucks sometimes. So I'm going to make changes um, and I'm going to be an angry black woman for once in the good sense of the word, because I have a right to be angry right now. So yeah, I'm using my frustration for good. I am being productive with it. So I'm accepting my circumstance because I cannot change my skin color, but I'm going to make, make it work. What's your bud? So my bud is I nominated four students to be part of the UNC Pembroke Honor Band in March. And these four students, they work really, really hard. Um, they practice their instruments. They learn their music very quickly. Their behavior is great. So I'm looking forward to um, going with them to the UNCP, UNC Pembroke Honor Band in March. So really looking forward to that, excited for them. This is gonna be a great learning opportunity for them, as well as um, the UNCP Honor Band has a band director ensemble. So I'll be playing with the other um, band directors. So that, that'll be a lot of fun uh, for me, but I'm mostly excited about watching the students. It's gonna be a great, great learning experience for them. What about you? 
Um, my bud is I'm looking forward to Valentine's Day with my very cool partner um, who is smiling like crazy right now. Who um, is that? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're long distance, so we're going to have like a nice little Zoom dinner date and order each other food and then gifts and it's going to be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And your rose. So, as I said before, I'm a middle school band director and with my clarinets. So all my clarinets were playing on 2.5 grade reeds. And on Friday, yesterday, I switched them to grade three reeds. And the sound was just completely different. And the reason why I'm so excited about this is because I've spent the last couple of months just working with their ligatures, just trying to fine tune their embouchure, just to try to get the best sound. And I remember speaking to Dr. Robinson, who professor at MSU, he just told me, hey, yeah, just put them on grade three reeds. It'll change everything. It'll make their intonation better, make their sound better. The reeds will last longer because they're thicker. So I uh, ordered some more reeds that came in this week. All my clarinet players are playing on great, playing on grade three reeds and the sound is just so much better than it was. So I'm happy for them and happy that uh, we're, we're able to make that switch. So what about you? What's your rose? My rose is I have a chamber recital tomorrow and I'm very excited because I've been working very hard with these groups and we haven't had any sort of performances yet as groups before. So it's the Charm Brass Quintet and then the Peabody Tuba Euphonium Quartet because we were too lazy to figure out a name. So that's going to be tomorrow and it's going to be fun because I like playing chamber music. I realized I like it a lot more than I thought before because before I was like, I only want a solo career. But now I'm like, you know what? I can do a chamber career. I think that's a totally feasible thing. So yes, that's my rose for this week is this chamber recital and all the rehearsals I've had so far and just being excited for that. I guess it's kind of also a bud, but it's not really because it's by the time this podcast airs, it's going to have happened already. So. All right. So, oh, you have something to add? And I think this goes without being said, but I want to say it anyway. You know, I'm really proud of of Jazzy and this podcast and, you know, what she's doing and, you know, happy to be with her, happy to be on the podcast and happy to be with her. So keep doing what you're doing, Jazzy. It's great stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about something different. Andre is going to be coming on um, for most episodes, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he's an intermittent co-host right now. So <laughs> um, yeah, so like tune in next week. If you have a chance, leave a rating and review. Uh, share this with one friend or family member because any sort of person you tell this to uh, makes a difference and will allow more people to find the show and, you know, make this more successful. And it will make me feel happy that I have 33 episodes. And I think I'm at almost 800 plays now, which is, it's a lot. So let's get to a thousand. All right. So have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. 
And you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.